Welcome everybody to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discover how to win the crown. Today, Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching and myself, we are interviewing Kaylee Garris. So Kaylee Garris is the current Miss Teen USA and she sat down with us to talk about her reign, what's next for her, and most importantly, how embracing your differences can lead you to the crown. Let's see what Kaylee had to say. So Kaylee, we are so glad to have you and we are dying to know how you're spending your quarantine in this crazy time. Um, well, it's going pretty well actually. I love staying inside. Like, yes, I enjoy going for my little hikes that I take on the nature preserve that's around my house, but I am more than okay with staying in bed, laying on the couch, sitting on my phone. It's definitely a big change of pace for me from um, going to classes at Southern, um, which is my university. And so being able to just kind of hang out, I just finished finals this week too. So I'm going to get into an even more relaxed state now that I don't have classes, but it's been a very relaxing time and I've enjoyed it. Oh, good. And, and we know that life has not always been relaxing for you. So what is that quote or that saying that you live by to keep you busy and motivated the other, the rest of the time? Mm -hmm. So a quote that I really love, not only because it relates to my social movement, but just because it's kind of how I try to see the world is there's no greater disability in society than the inability to, inability to see a person as more. And that's just because when I go out into the world, I always try to spread positivity to, to not judge people before I get to meet them because I love hearing people's stories. I love hearing where they come from um, and kind of understand like what makes them tick, like what makes them who they are, um, because I would never want anybody to judge me before they're able to meet me. Um, so I always think it's really important just to see a person for who they are, not trying to change them and just trying to to see the best version of them. Mm, yeah, I like that. So like more than any other Miss Teen USA, mm -hmm. we've seen you wearing street clothing. I mean, is that driven by your personal style or does a stylist help you with that? So it's actually a little bit of both. So when I first came to the Miss Universe organization, I met with our stylist, Emma, and um, she had looked through my old photos. Um, I kind of came up with photos of like, oh, that's my ideal style. And um, she just basically just asked me what I wanted to wear over my reign. And so from there, I was able to tell her I like wearing Doc Martens. I like wearing um, baggier tops. I like wearing loose pants that have a weird style to them. And I think that's just because I went to an artsy school. I think street uh, style clothing is really cool. I wouldn't say it's necessarily vintage, but that's kind of the word that's coming to mind. Um, and I think it really fits me in my hair, especially. And I don't know, I just, I, I never dress up on a usual basis. Like when I go to school, even in high school, I would wear sweatpants all the time. So I think Teen USA has been a great outlet for me to kind of hone in on my style that like, if I had to dress a certain way every single day, that's the style that I would want to wear. If I wanted to um, put the effort in into wearing those outfits every single day. 
And so having Emma there has definitely helped me um, realize like putting patterns together, putting different fabrics together, because I definitely do not have the eye to put different garments together. So it's been definitely helpful. So do you That's- feel like do you feel like you have like additional opportunities that's opened up for you because you've dressed so differently than maybe title holders in your place in the past? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, we still, we have our partnership with Sherry Hill. So when we have those bigger events where let's say it's more of a black tie event, then I'm able to have the opportunity to wear those gowns, those cocktail dresses that have all the sequins and sparkles and fringe, which I love doing every now and then. Um, But I definitely think it's opened me up to um, having relationships with different uh, fashion brands. For example, like Doc Martin, the way it works, well, they will send us um, clothing, we'll wear them, We post them, we tag them, and then we send them back. And so Doc Martens is one that's coming to mind. And so we're able to constantly get new shoes from them. And I get to wear them. And every now and then, it's really awesome if a brand really loves the photo that we posted. Um, Then sometimes we're able to keep the outfits, which I think is really cool. And it's really rare and far in between. But it's definitely fun to have the opportunity to wear clothing that you wouldn't necessarily see um, on an everyday basis. Hmm. Yeah. Jesse, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was. I was going to say that's probably so unique to have a stylist because most pageant systems don't traditionally offer that service. Mm -hmm. So um, do you have a celebrity style inspiration that you like to talk uh, with Emma about? Um, not necessarily. I know that I'll be like scrolling through social media. Now, nowadays, you see a lot of the like teen influencers that are out there on Instagram. They've now migrated to TikTok. And it's kind of more the um, crop top and like checkered pants look, which I think is really cool. But my thing is, I've never loved really tight fitting clothing. I have no clue why. Every now and then, sure. Occasionally, I'll find an outfit that I really like that's more tight-fitting. Um, but I've always thought it was really cool to just have, like, baggy pants with weird straps on them. And so I feel like there isn't necessarily anyone that I look to specifically. I know on the TV show Euphoria, um, they have some really cool outfits that I've mm-hmm. seen. Um So I definitely look at those and I'm like, cool, but I don't think I ever like see an outfit and I'm like, I need to buy something that looks like that because I also rarely go shopping. Um, So yeah. Well, you don't have to. Doc Martens send you clothes all the time, right? (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) So when we did your podcast feature originally, we learned that you were shy growing up and (laughs) you really ended up begging to enter a pageant. So along the way, did anyone ever have any like discouraging marks when you were trying to compete or any hesitancy along the way? I mean, at the beginning, I was, when I first asked my mom, I was really young. I was probably like five or six and I waited till I was eight. And so there was nobody there that was really like, oh, she shouldn't do a pageant. Cause like I was young at the time. It was kind of just something that people did, I guess. I remember my first pageant, but it wasn't really a pageant, was um, for a dance studio that I was going to at the time. And my mom and I had no clue what we were getting into. And along the way, 
there were people like, oh, you need to add rhinestones to your dress that you have. You need to put lipstick on. And like growing up, I never wore makeup. I was very much actually a tomboy growing up. And so that was an odd experience. But then I got into systems that were um, very natural. Everything had to be age appropriate. You weren't allowed to wear makeup until you were um, 13 or in the age category that they allowed it at. And then as I started getting into scholarship pageants, um, such as the Miss Universe organization, I didn't really have anybody that was trying to kind of twist my my mind out of it. If anything, I had people that would just kind of give me looks when I said like, oh yeah, I'm competing with natural hair. And they wouldn't necessarily say anything, but you know from the way that they like kind of made a face when you're like, oh yeah, I'm not straightening my hair and I'm not adding extensions. You kind of realize that they're like, oh, okay, like you're really going to do that? And that's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed along the way. Yeah, you can see it in their face like, oh, you're going to blow it. Like, yeah. oh, you're, you're going to wear your hair like that? Okay, you're not going to win. Or like you can just, they might not say it, but sometimes a look or just energetically you can pick up what yeah. they're really thinking. Exactly. So I'm dying to know though, because your hair is so signature to you. Mm-hmm. And I know you spend a lot of time preparing it so it looks perfect. <laughs> so like, how did you combat all those looks and those vibes of people like kind of discouraging you, but not? Mm-hmm. I would say it was more just because I didn't do my natural curly hair for pageants. I wasn't like, oh, this is a way to get me to stand out. Um, It was more just so being in high school, going to do two different schools, one being predominantly white and one having a very diverse um, student body. And someone in my class was biracial as well and had long like the longest natural curly hair I've ever seen and she knew I straightened my hair and she was like have you ever thought about going natural and this is when that big natural hair movement was going on and so I had a ton of resources uh, going online searching up how to do it searching what curly hair looked like on somebody that was biracial because I didn't have a ton of people that looked like me and so that really helped me form the idea like I'm in high school, I'm trying to figure out who I am and maybe changing my hair is that for me. Because yes, it's just hair. If I had to cut it, it grows back. But like hair has a big impact on people and especially teens. And so when I started going natural, I didn't know what I was doing. And then I decided to straighten it again just to see what it looked like. And I've ruined it. And then I had to get a pixie cut again, which is something that people don't know happened. And so I had really, really short curly hair um, that I couldn't even pull down past my forehead. And so at that point, I had to fall in love with my face because I didn't have anything to cover it with. And then from there, it just kind of grew into like my thing. Um, I like people like being noticed for certain things and mm-hmm. my hair being one of them is just like cool because I would go out and people would be like, Oh, I love the fro. Oh, I love the curls. And it would be, if I'm being honest, it would be from people from an African-American background, which is recognition. I, I never really got growing up because I had straight hair because I tried to blend in with the, um, basically all white school that I went to. And so getting that recognition from, basically the other side of my heritage was 
something that I guess I was yearning for in a way mm-hmm. to see that like, yes, I, I am half white, but like I'm also half black and and people notice and people know and I feel validated um, in that way. It really is so powerful when you step out of your comfort zone and you stop trying to fit in and you just find whatever attributes or uniqueness that you have and just mm-hmm. expound on it, how really a world of opportunity opens up for you. So like yeah. when, when you were walking into school and you did your first first day where your hair was, was different, right? Where mm-hmm. you were, you're blazing your own trail. Were you nervous walking into school? Do you remember what that feeling was like? Like, oh God, like what are people going to say? I mean, as my mom would say, I've always liked attention as shy as I used to be. And so going in, like, I knew it was going to be a change, especially for my school in Milford. And so I was kind of excited for, like, my friends at the time that saw my curly hair that knew what I was doing and for them to see it in person. It definitely was a shock for a lot of people because I went in and everyone, my nickname was KK, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so I went in and everyone was like, KK, oh, my goodness, like, your hair, like, going off about it. And everybody was so just surprised and just, like, wanted to touch it and was asking if it was my real hair. That's something that I get a lot, even still. Um, So if anything, I was excited to kind of uh, show this this truer version of myself. And especially when I went to my art school that day, instead of like everybody being like in shock, like, oh, my goodness, I've never seen that before. Everybody was just kind of proud. And that really meant a lot to me. One of my teachers, Michael, um, he remembers, I cut my hair first in September, not September, in my sophomore year of high school. And he told me my senior year, he remembers the day that I came back to school and I had my natural short curly hair. And then that's the time when he first saw me, like me actually being me. And that has always stuck with me. Love that. So, okay, we read where you at one time wanted to become a trauma nurse, but now mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of modeling and obviously like a lot of speaking and, well, mm-hmm. appearances. Well, you were before everybody got locked down. Mm-hmm. So after Teen USA, do you think you're going to compete again? Do you want to pursue your career? Like, And if so, like, what kind of career do you want to pursue? Yeah, so right now, I on the first day of college... <laughs> I switched my major to communications with a concentration in film, television, and media production. I did that because the first day, uh, it was my first day of college, ever going to classes, and I went into my like beginner's biology class, and we covered the entire first chapter in the first hour and a half, and I freaked out. And I just got so scared. And also with my school, only 40 people get direct admittance into the nursing program. And I was one of those 40 uh, out of all the people that have. And it's like one of their their biggest um, majors that they have there. So, so many people, I knew so many people wanted to be in that major. And so I kind of felt guilty being in that major if I knew it wasn't something that I was going to have my full heart into. Um, And so I went and I looked online real quick and I was like, okay, I'm in the entertainment industry right now. I've been modeling. I've been doing appearances. What 
can suit me the best after, let's say, Teen USA is over and I graduate so that I can continue in this field that I'm really enjoying right now. And so they had that major. And so that's basically what I'm doing now. We create film, we learn how to use social media and the more like technical aspects of it, which I've been really enjoying. And on terms of competing again, I am not sure because it's like I still am trying to figure out what I'm going to do. You know, I just finished my freshman year of college. And so after Teen USA is over, I think I'm going to really focus on honing in on my education, being able to spend the full time at school and then also trying to possibly sign with an agency, which is something that I've been really looking into. And we'll see kind of where it goes from there. I kind of been saying to everyone, I want to get to a point where I'm so successful in what I'm doing that I don't need to compete again, that I could possibly be a judge or be a mentor for people or just help out at the system if I can. Um, because I, I feel like I've kind of completed what I've been looking for. My goal was to compete at Miss Teen USA and let alone having the title is amazing, but just like getting to that stage was really all I was I was looking for. Well, I know about 6,000 pageant directors who would love to have you as their judge. So that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that'll be an issue at all. What's it? I know you're, you're nearby New York, you're in Connecticut, but <laughs> what's it like splitting time between two cities and how often are you in New York with the other title holders? Yeah, so before before we had to start social distancing, I would say that I would be in New York every other weekend, if anything, every weekend, um, just because I didn't have classes on Friday. And so I was able to leave Thursday night and then spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the city um, doing appearances, creating content. Um, and now... Everything's online. So we've been, uh, Zosie and Chesley and I have been FaceTiming. I know they randomly FaceTimed me the other day when I was just like sitting on my couch and they picked, I picked up and they just like started screaming because they didn't think I was going to pick up. So then I started screaming. It's just like something that we do. We just make really fun noises. Um, and so we've been really trying to just stay connected as much as possible. And before, when I traveled back and forth, it was, it was very helpful that my school has always had my back. We make schedules so that I don't have classes on Friday so that I would be able to go to the city and, and work because they knew that was a big thing for me. But I also didn't want that to be at the expense of my education, which is also something that they knew. So they knew I was going to put in the work if I went to the city. So whenever I went to the city, I would have to finish homework at night and then during the day do all my content. So mm -hmm. it was definitely a little difficult at first, but it's something that I really um, got used to and got into. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Um, what advice do you have for pageant competitors? Mm -hmm. Like girls that basically want your, your, your title. I always, I always share this little piece because it's like, the thing that had the most impact on me, um, I believe Deshauna Barber actually told me this when I was getting ready for Teen USA, but she was like, what is your why? Why are you competing? Why are you, why are you doing this? And I think the biggest thing 
girls looking to getting into pageants that are competing in pageants, the biggest thing, thing is to find your why. What is making this so important to you? My why was my sister. I wanted to spread the mes message of just like loving people for them, not necessarily seeing um, if they're in a wheelchair, the color of their skin. And it's like, it's not trying to cloud out like that you don't see those things because of course you're going to, but it's just like loving and accepting that person. And that's my why. And that's why I wanted to share that message with as much people as possible. And it's also okay to have multiple whys. My other why was because I was competing with my natural hair. I wanted to show other girls that like, yeah, I know I stand out and I look good um, and that you can do that too. So finding your why, I think, is really important because then no matter what happens, you know that you went, you did your best, and you served your purpose. Mm, that's so good. I love that. Yeah. Anything else you want to share with us today, Kaylee? Uh, no, I think I'm all set. I really enjoyed this conversation. It's really nice talking with other people when you're home all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your, your pearls of wisdom and just for who you are and the uniqueness that you bring to the industry. And because of you, I know that millions of other contestants and just title holders and just girls in general are looking at you as saying like, wow, if she could do that, I could do it too. If she could believe in herself, maybe I could also. So thank you for being such an inspiration to the industry. Thank you so much for having me. And that really means so much. So thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or from one's previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. Until next time, Take care.